Welcome, we want to start a new series. This one may not be as long as the previous one. But I think it's something that is going to be of help to every one of us. As believers. I want to be examining just one simple word. Meditation. Meditation. That's the word we're going to be looking at this week, next week, and perhaps the other week. It's something that uh, I think almost everybody knows about, or heard about, or spoken about. But I want us to look at it and see how important this word is and can be to us. Meditation is from the word meditate, which we all do know. And uh, one of the first places that you can find the word meditate is in the book of Genesis. So let's quickly go there as uh, the principle of false occurrence in scriptures. Genesis 24. This is actually about Isaac when the wife was to be brought to him. Genesis 24. I look at verse 63 to 65. Genesis 24. 63 to 65. The Bible says, And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, And behold, the camels were coming. Verse 64, And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, And when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. For she had said unto the servants, What man is this that will walk in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It's my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And verse 66 says, And the servant told Isaac all things that he has done. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I want you to see the, the opening of the verses we've just read. Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the evening tide. To me, it's like a practice for Isaac. And you can begin to see At the end of the day, if you begin to see the story and picture perhaps what was coming on it's like, because as we begin to see, go on, you are going to discover that meditation is like being in a place of prayer point. Amen? It's like being in a place of prayer point. And there are revelations that comes to you when you begin to walk in the life of meditation. You see, I strongly believe that when the scriptures say pray without season, it is in direct connection to the act of meditation. And here is Isaac in the evening. He has to be alone to meditate. Hallelujah. And in the course of his meditation, there comes the wife. He got some resort. He meditated. I don't know what he was meditating about anyway. Probably he was meditating upon the fact that his father had sent Eliezer to go and get him a wife. Amen. But I want you to see that meditation is very, very important to you as a believer. It's a major spiritual principle 
that you can observe to get into the spirit, to get results, to live above certain pressures and oppressions of life. If I may use the word. Meditation. Now, let me read a scripture. Because the word meditate has certain synonyms. You know what synonyms means? Synonyms, antonyms. Huh? All right. Synonyms. Some of the synonyms of the word meditate are to chew over, to gorgitate, to consider. All these are synonyms of the word meditate. To chew over. You know what it means to chew over? Huh? You know what it means to chew over? Okay, you chew over your food before you digest it. Chewing over. Okay, let me explain. Uh, I use the scripture to explain that. Deuteronomy 16. To chew over. There are certain food you need to eat and eat and eat so that they can be properly digested. Huh? Hallelujah. And sometimes we have this culture over this way. We find that sometimes mothers, when they want to feed their baby with solid food, when they want to win them in from mixed day to solid food, you know what they do? They chew the food and bring it out and give to the baby. Is that okay? They're doing that so that the baby can be able to digest the food. Is that alright? Okay, it's like chewing over. Okay, Deuteronomy 6, I mean, um, 14. What did I say? Deuteronomy 14, please. Go to 14. Verse number 6, I'm sorry. Deuteronomy 14, verse number 6. Bible says, and every beast that parted the hoof and cleaveth the cleft into two claws and cheweth the cord among the beasts, that ye shall eat. Now I wonder what you don't know there is the word cheweth the cord. Amen? Every beast that Choose the cord is good. Many now, what? Okay, for instance, you've, uh, I think God chose the cord, right? You see, the goat eats all through the day, and in the evening, if you try to look where the goat is, he's there still, you know, he brings out the whole food again and begins to masticate them and take them in again. That is chewing the cord. That's the principle of meditation. That when you receive a word, you don't just allow it to lie low. You bring it up again and go over it again and again and again until it becomes digested within your being. That's meditation. Amen? So, Meditation is not memorization. I don't know if you're getting this. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I said? Meditation is not memorization. Now, have you, have you observed the Muslims? They memorize the Quran. Okay? The Arabic memorization. And we have our brothers like the Catholic people. They do some memorization using the bead. That's not meditation. Is that okay? So I'm not teaching memorization. But there's nothing wrong in memorization. But memorization is not the same thing as meditation. Now, you can memorize the whole Bible and become a talking, walking Bible, but you don't still know the Bible. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? The volume of scriptures you quote is not what gives you results. We know we used to have uh, a wonderful TV minister some years back. I don't know if you're still there. Huh? That in one message he can give you almost a hundred scriptures. That is not a proof of you knowing scriptures and knowing what the word is saying. You can just be quoting the letters of the word. That's memorization. But that's not what I'm teaching you. If you look at the principle there we've just read from Deuteronomy 14 verse 6. It tells you that the animal that chews the cord is good from food by implication is acceptable to God. Why? Because he doesn't just take in the word. He brings out the word again, go through it again, takes it in. Are you there with me? God did not say, as we're going to read on, he didn't tell for his sake. He never told Joshua. The book of the Lord shall not depart from you. That shall you memorize day and night. Did he say so? And that's exactly what I'm trying to make you see. God didn't command us to memorize. He commands us to do what? To meditate. Your success in life is tied to what I'm going to be teaching you tonight. Hallelujah. The English word to meditate means to engage in contemplation or reflection. To engage in contemplation or reflection. You know what it means to reflect? To engage in contemplation or reflection. You are reflecting on something. That's meditation. It means to engage in mental exercise. Mental exercise. To focus one thought on, reflect on, or ponder over. It's like doing something over again and again and again. To plan or project in the mind. If you want me to go over that again, you want to write it down. English word meditation. To engage in contemplation or reflection. Two, to engage in mental exercise. Three, to focus one's thoughts on, reflect or ponder over. And four, to plan or project in the mind. Meditation. And you saw the typical example we find in Genesis 24. So now, Isaac, the Bible says, in the evening went in the evening and he was meditating. That means there was something he was pondering over in his mind. There was something he was reflecting on. That's what I was trying to say. Probably he was really pondering, what kind of wife am I going to be having? Because the father had just sent a laser to go and get a wife for him. And he went in the cool of the evening in the garden and he was there alone and he was just pondering over certain things. What's going to be the next stage of my life? What's my future like? What kind of wife am I going to have? How is this woman going to be? Something like that, I don't know, but I'm just thinking. And the next thing lifted up his eyes, he find what is happening. Rebecca was on the way. I believe the meditation brought Rebecca home. Hallelujah. Over again and again and again. So, like I said, meditation is not the same thing as memorization. And I want you to know that because it's very important. But how much you digest the word you have received, that's meditation. That is why you find that in Deuteronomy 14 verse 6, the Lord says the animals that chewed the cord is good. Amen? So meditation has to do with how much you digest the word you have received. 
going over a thought you have received from the Lord and getting result out of it. Getting more streams of thoughts out of that singular word that you have held so strong in your mind. That's meditation. You hear one word in the fellowship, in the meeting, just like we are, and you go back home and you keep brooding over this word over again and again and again. It could be a prophetic word and you are thinking it over again and again. You are digesting it. The word becomes fruitful in your life. It's not going to be fruitful in your life. It's going to be something that people will see the fruitfulness. Because as we go on, you're going to see what it means to come to the place of success by reason of meditation according to Psalm chapter 1. It talks about those who meditate upon the word of the Lord, they shall be like what? A tree. We'll come to that. But we're not defining. So that's what I'm telling you. When you, it's not enough to be in church. It's not enough to be in fellowship. It's not enough to, for you to listen to me. If you really need to come to the place of fruitfulness in being in service, you must engage in meditation. Hallelujah. So, just like I said, meditation again is not memorization. Did I make myself clear? How much of the world that you have received is digested in your life? Because the world must become flesh. The world you receive must become flesh. Hallelujah. When you eat food, the evidence of it is always in your body. Am I right? Even so, the same. If you're truly receiving the word, it should show in your life. The proof of the word of God is in your life. The evidence of God's word should be in your life. The word became flesh. Same principle. Turn to Psalm 45. Psalm 45. Hallelujah. I'm reading verse 1. Psalm 45, verse number 1. David is speaking. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Hallelujah. This is the realm of what? Meditation. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen, I mean, of a ready writer. What is he trying to say? What you meditate on flows from your mouth at the end of the day. Hallelujah. What you're meditating on will finally be revealed. Now, you see, David was saying this. When he said, my tongue is a pen of a ready writer, he was writing this psalm and giving it to the musician to sing. And he was inscribing. To me, I think he was trying to describe who God is, the power of God, everything about God, the glory of God, the beauty of God. The state of his mind finally resulted in his hand writing down something. Amen? So the evidence of the psalm we read is in that thing of a good matter in his heart. Because I'm going to make you see much later. We also get into trouble when we meditate on wrong things. Is there in the scriptures? Hallelujah. 
When you look at the word inducting in the true sense or inducting a good matter, it's like something is boiling within me. A bubbling up. Hallelujah. It's like a fountain, you know. Do you know what a fountain is? Fountain of water. Bubbling up. That's what it means. When you say my heart is indicting a good matter. Something is cooking on my inside and it's boiling. And it has to do with the good things about God. Why would David not be a successful man? Hallelujah. And it started with meditation. The whole book of Psalm. By implication. Are you getting what I'm talking about? You see the life of David? You see the thing kind of thing David was thinking about? Why will he not write the book of Psalms? And that's why he opened the book with meditation. Blessed is the man. He was writing about himself. I have so meditated upon the things of God and I have seen the goodness of meditation. Blessed is the man. And it's the true sense, when you look at that word blessed in the original Hebrew, it doesn't just mean blessed, it means blessedness. It's talking about multiple blessings. It's always in the plural. It's like unquantifiable blessing that comes to a man who meditates upon the word of God. What does your heart meditate upon? David said, My heart is indicting what? A good matter. Well qualified. A good matter. Not just matter. A good one. My heart. Hallelujah. Excuse me. So the word meditate again in the Hebrew for instance... It means to murmur. Not, not, that is not to say to grumble. Hmm? You can be, okay, the closest thing could be like soliloquizing. Huh? You know what it means to soliloquize? Soliloquy or whatever. You, you're just talking to yourself. You're not talking to anybody. Is that alright? You're thinking and it's like you're thinking aloud. It means to ponder. That's the Hebrew word. Haga. H-A-G-A-H. Haga was pronounced daga. It means to murmur, to ponder, to imagine. It means meditate. Moral, speak, study, talk, meditation, musing. M-U- S M U S I N G musing when you muse over something, hmm? something happened and like that thing is just stuck there. You something you could be just you're looking at people, but you're not seeing them because your mind is musing over something. And some of people say, "Are you there?" Oh, yes, I'm here, but you are not there. Is that okay? And commonly we say it's carried away. Huh? All right. That's what it means. So we're talking of something that really gets your attention. A state where your ascension is wrapped up by something and everything around you seems not to be able to be relevant to you or you can't really figure out even if it's around you. You are lost in your thoughts. And most often it is when you are alone, like Isaac was. When you get that? He went out of every atmosphere of distraction and he was alone. Revelations will flow if you can come to that state. Hallelujah. This is another powerful tool to connect God, what I'm talking to you about. I start a prayer. That's why I say synonymous to prayer. You could pray. You're talking, talking. But there is something God has spoken about. Maybe to you or you've heard. And you just find time to sit down. You're thinking this thing over again and again and again. And it begins to use result within your being. Because it's becoming part of you. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. You know, Jesus made a statement talking about the zeal of his father's house that eating me up. Remember that? Zeal cannot be enforced without the principle of having taught over something over and over again. Amen? Action is based on what you've you come to a conclusion of. You've come to a conclusion and say, well, this is the way it is. And you can't draw conclusion to that level until you've come to a place of conviction. And conviction to me is a very strong product of strong meditation over a thing, over and over again. You can't be a true believer until it has been settled within your being of who Jesus is and what salvation is all about. You can be. And I'm not talking about signing a card in a religious service. No. Praise the Lord. Look at Psalm 19 again. We're going to be using a lot of David's scriptures here because he lived a life in this dimension. Psalm 19, verse 14. Praise the Lord. Let the words of my mouth and what? The meditation of my heart be acceptable in that sight, O Lord. My strength and my redeemer. Did you see it? Did you get this? Now, when you pray, God accept my prayer. Is that not what we often say? May our prayer arise unto thee. I remember we used to say things like that. Let our prayer arise unto thee and things like that. Okay, fine. There's nothing wrong. And prayer arising like a smoke of the incense. But here is David saying. Let the words of my mouth and what? The meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you. This is prayer. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Now, what he's saying is, remember what he said before. We have already said I'm inducting a good matter. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Now he's saying, as long as my intentions are right, as long as the meditation of my heart, what if I speak? Let it be acceptable. So it is not the things you speak first. It is your meditation. Now, I think this is one of the reasons so many of our prayers can't be answered. I, I want to believe that. You know, you find the same thing with somebody like Elijah. Elijah, how powerful as he was. Scripture even says he was a man. So he like, all us, he prayed and there was no rain. There was no rain. He prayed, there was rain. Remember that? But when you get down to the book of Romans, I think Romans 11. The Bible says he interceded against Israel, but God refused. When he came and said, God, don't you see I'm the only one left? There's no other pop. God said, no, you're deceiving yourself. I have other people that I've never made to bow down to. You remember that? Now, what the occasionally was saying, say, think, if I'm the only one, and your word says, anyone that worship idols should be killed, you wipe out Israel, because I'm the only one righteous. Wrong meditation, but it was a prophet. Are you getting what I'm talking about? God said, no, I've reserved, I've never bowed down, and kneeled. You don't know them. I preserve them by myself so Israel will not be destroyed. Your prayer is not answered. Very simple. Wrong meditation. But he was such a powerful prophet. The man that can hold the rain. And we still use the same example today. But we forget that that same man made a very big blunder. So why do you think all the prayers we are praying are answered? Hallelujah. If our people say, I will fast because of you. 
Have you heard that? Wrong meditation. You fast and dry, nothing will happen. We will beg you to eat because your prayers will not be acceptable. Wrong meditation. Why do you want to fast? Because you want to revenge. And God says, vengeance is mine. Hmm? The problem is this. Even when you want to avenge, you don't know the volume or the quantity or the level of vengeance that God will... Only God understands justice. Is that okay? You find somebody have wronged you. You want to pay back. Sometimes what you want to pay back with may be below what God will have done if you allow God to do it. It could be lesser or it could be more. You can't quantify vengeance. Only God can. That's why he's the God of justice. Hallelujah. And so he will tell you, vengeance is mine. I will repay. He who says that knows how to pay. Why do you want to pay? Well, you don't know how to quantify with what to pay. So here David said, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. My strength and my redeemer. Now, if you look at the end of this, it tells you something. Where is your strength? Your strength is only in the Lord. Your redeemer from trouble is in the Lord. Is that okay? Fine. Now, if he doesn't accept your petitions, how is it going to be your strength? No. Because when your petitions are answered, then your strength is proven. You can have power only when your prayers are what? Are answered. So when he say, my redeemer and my strength, by implication, permit my meditation to be acceptable unto you. So that I can get result in my meditation. But for that to happen, it has to be, it has to be an indicting of what? A good matter where? In your heart. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's look at something because one of the definitions is momo. Hmm? That's like I said before. Momo have nothing to do with grumbling. You know, you can be grumbling, well, whatever it is. But turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel, and chapter number 1. 1 Samuel, chapter number 1. And look at verse 16. This is um, Samuel's mother, Anna. When the, um, she was praying in the temple. You, remember, you know the story, isn't it? Okay. And the Bible says, verse 16, uh, now she's speaking to Eli. Can't know thy handmaid for a daughter of Belial. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken unto or hitherto. The word complaint is the same thing as what? Meditation. Hallelujah. Now you find out the Bible says her lips were moving but there were no sound, no words. Amen? But her lips were moving. Eli could see her lips moving and he thought she was drunk. But instead of what we probably say we're crying or something, she was meditating. And the next thing is, you just go and get whatever thing you are meditating about. Hallelujah. Are you still there? Go and get it. You are meditating. And we can find out what you are meditating about. Because finally she was able to speak out. If you give me a male child. Did she say so? That was a meditation. I need a male child. And Eli said, you go and get it. Hallelujah. And she was pregnant. Meditation. See, do we take time? Do we really take time? Maybe we lie on the bed and then we're going around, going over. 
Maybe certain things the Lord has spoken to us or certain things we've heard, certain messages. Do we sit down or lie down on a bed or wake up in the night, sleep is not there, but you're meditating on that? Do we do things like that? Or when the sleep is not there, you're thinking about the people that hurt you. That also is meditation. You're digesting the problem. You're digesting the insult. You're digesting the abuses. And you know what comes out of that. But when you wake up the next day, you're thinking of what you're going to do. Are you sitting there with me? Praise the Lord. Talk with me to First Timothy 4. First Timothy 4. Now look at verse 14. Down to 16. I'm, I'm going to be reading it from the Living Bible, but let me read from the King James first. Praise the Lord. It says, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, First Timothy 4 verse 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, by the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. He said, meditate upon these things. Can you say the instruction? Give thyself wholly to them. Not to something else. To the prophetic word. Meditate on these things. Give thyself wholly unto them. That thy profiting may appear to all. By the time you give yourself wholly in meditation to these things, your profiting will appear to how many people? To all. Take it to thyself and unto the doctrine, the teachings. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save yourself and them that hear thee. Hallelujah. Okay, let me read it from the, I mean the, the Living Bible. I think I like the translation here. From the living Bible. Be sure to use the ability God has given you through his prophets. When the elders of the church lay their hands upon your head. Pull these abilities to work. Throw yourself into your task. So that everyone may notice your improvement and progress. Meditation brings improvement. Meditation brings progress. It brings improvement. It brings progress. It brings improvement. It brings progress. Am I talking to somebody here? Keep a close watch on all you do and think. Stay true to what is right and God will bless you and use you to help others. Praise the living God. Did you get that? Meditation on good things, good matters. We improve your life and bring progress to your life. I will not only be useful to yourself, you'll be useful to other people. I've already said it before. You are not blessed for yourself. You are blessed because of other people. Hallelujah. Meditating on those things. And this one is very important. Meditating on the prophetic word, the things that have come upon your life. Has God ever showed you or spoken to you once? Have you ever gotten a vision about your life, about your future? About someone, meditate on those things. Don't allow trash to come into your mind. See, there is improvement there. There is progress in those things. Which is your best message for this year? So far. We almost half the year gone. Do you have a best message? Say, man, this message hits me. And every day you listen to it. Do you have one? Meditate on it. It's just like you were listening to the message and it's like, hey, man, pastor was talking to me. Hey, that word is for me. Do you see how such a CD that you listen to all the time? That's meditation. One of the ways you go through meditation is to play some very messages that the Lord has spoken to you over and over and over and over again. Those who are close to me, they know Mind the scriptures. 
family knows. The things that the God has ever spoken to me. When situations are getting tough, I go back to them. I just stay on my bed and I'll be thinking of those things. God, I know you said this. It's a good matter. Hallelujah. Are you sitting there with me, somebody? And that's what the Bible says. It brings improvement to your life and progress. Your success will be made known to all. It's not hidden. Because the word of God is life. So the more you meditate on the word, the more life is impacted into your life. And the more life you transmit to other people. Praise the Lord. Let's see. Time is almost gone. Okay. Now you can go to Joshua. I'm only just doing definitions today. Let's go to Joshua. You know that very well. Sorry. Joshua chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Is anybody getting something from this? I read verse number 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt do what? Meditate during day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have what? Good success. What will lead to good success? Meditation. What will lead to prosperity? Meditation. I mean, it's so simple. So it's not the mother who say, I believe the word. After you have believed, you must meditate. Are you, are you still there with me? You see, God spoke to Joshua. Moses spoke to God. To Joshua, talks about good success, meditation. David speaking, talks about success and prosperity, meditation. Psalm 1. Is that okay? Good success. Now, let me read it from the message. And don't for a minute let this book of the revelation be out of your mind. I like it. It's not just the book of the law. The book of this, this book of this revelation, this understanding that you have gotten. Don't let it depart. Hmm? So it's not just some scriptures. I'm talking about the revelations you've gotten. <laughs> Praise the living God. Because you see, the beginning was, if you look at Joshua 1, remember what he said. Now my servant Moses is dead. That was an announcement, isn't it? And God was not telling Joshua, you come up. You come, my servant Moses is what? He's dead. That is the beginning of revelation. In other words, you are stepping in the place of leadership. And begin to say, be strong and courageous. And don't let this revelation of the fact that you are going to lead the people to the promised land, to divide the land for them and make you a leader for Israel. Don't let that revelation get out of your mind. Meditate on the fact that you are a leader. Follow the principles that I've given to you. Be courageous. Hallelujah. Did you get that? And don't for a minute let this book of the revelation be out of your mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night. Making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you go where you are going. Then you will succeed. Now I want you to know the word then. You always succeed when the then works. Then you will go where you are going. Then you will succeed. Therefore, if you don't meditate, if you get it out of your mind, then you will not succeed. So success in life is tied to meditating on the revelation that God has given unto you. 
God wants you to succeed. The major key to your success is what? Meditation. So get the book, get the revelation, and meditate. Think about them. Don't let them out of your mind. What do you think about? In the depth of the night, what do you think about? Wake up in the morning, what do you think about? Do you sing songs sometimes, waking up singing some songs? Hmm? You need to come to that level. You wake up in the night and you were singing a song, waking up singing. You need to come to that level. It could be songs that you have never, never heard before. I remember in my early days, this was very common in Jankraman. I was singing song, waking up singing song, writing that down song I've never heard, but I didn't know that people were singing in some other places. I would go to meetings, I would begin to hear people singing the songs that I sang maybe three, four months ago from my dreams. It was a regular occurrence. You don't wake up all the damn devil chasing you people, eh? Praise God, somebody. Wake up with songs in the morning. Write down these songs. Give it to somebody who can give you the, the, the choruses and whatever the case may be. Yes, sir. Songs of the night. Even if you can, even if you can sing those songs because your voice is not as good as mine. Huh? Write them down. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? Write them down. And you know what? Just go through the lyrics of those songs and you're going to get a message. God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. Job said the same thing. He gave us songs in the night. Meaning sometimes when things are difficult, God begins to give you songs in the midst of difficulties. I remember, I think that was last week, I just began to realize why the Lord gave me that song. Woke up in the morning and wife was watching me searching for a particular CD, musical CD. I was searching and searching. I said, what? I said, there was a song I was singing this night. It's one of these CDs. I didn't know that there was a season I was going to enter into. Hmm? Just the next day, it began. So the song was preparing me for what was going to come. That's the way it should be. It was midway, I began to realize... Okay, now I see why the Lord gave me that song. Amen? Meditation. Think about the good things the Lord have done. The things the Lord has promised. Over and over and over and over. It will yield for you good success. Not just success. Success that is good. Because there is success and there is a good success. Now, one more scripture tonight. One more scripture tonight. Psalm 9, Psalm verse number 9. This is David speaking again, verse number 16. Psalm 9, verse number 16. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executed. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Hagainon. That word Hagainon is the same thing as Meditation. Amen. Praise the living God. So think about it. Now the Lord knows or is known by the judgment which he does execute. The wicked is named in the work of his own hands. Meditate. Hallelujah. It simply means 
The righteous man can meditate on good things. And God, like David was saying, accepts the meditation of my heart and the words of my hand, my mouth. Amen. Even so, the wicked man, by meditation, will execute wickedness, will be trapped because God's own judgment will definitely come. Meditation will attract it both ways. Judgment on the part of wicked by meditation, goodness and success and improvement in life on the part of the righteous who meditate on good things, whose heart is indicting good matters before the Lord. And he's saying the only way we really know the Lord is the nature of what his judgment. Hallelujah. And so the scripture always said, David will speak and say, I think Psalm 15, I can't remember now precisely. But he says, I'll be crooked to the crooked. I'll be faithful to the faithful. Have you read that before in the Bible? Oh yeah. So where does crookedness really manifest from? From thought patterns, meditations. So we can receive from the Lord based on our meditations. That which is good or that which is evil. It is part of God's judgment which he does execute. Praise the living God somebody. I'm trying to encourage us tonight and to let us know that God has ordained success and good life for each and every one of us. And one of the ways, the major ways by which we can key into this is a continuous meditation of the goodness of the Lord and the things he has promised us. May our heart be indicting good matters. Not evil, not against anybody, not whatever anybody thinks or wants to do against us. May those things not be the center of our meditations. Leave the evil ones for God. Keep your spirit pure. Hallelujah. God bless you.